You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. To a church in Corinth, which even though it's an ancient church, my goodness, things are similar to today's day and age. Things repeat. And humankind isn't that different. We think we're different because we've got iPhones now, but we're not that different. We still carry some of the same funny little quirks and the same brokenness. So my kids do this thing. So I haven't introduced, if you don't know me, I know there's a fair few new faces actually this morning. My name's Steve, one of the pastors here. Good morning. Uh, let me tell you about my kids, which is normally how I start the sermons because they're full of analogies. I tell them to clean their room and they do this thing. Those with kids will know this. Um, we come in, normally a couple of times I say, clean up your room, come on, pick up that, please, come on. And then eventually it's clean, and I've got two options, and go, well done, it's clean, or I can look under the bed, in their cupboard, or in their drawers, where they've just shoved everything in. Um, and I'd love to knock them, except when me and Mez have guests over, <laughs> we have a cupboard and a garage that we just quickly shove everything in. And um, I'm sure from the giggles and the laughter, you would have one of those cupboards. Have people over and, oh, wow, this is, what a lovely house. Wow, this is all clean. Yeah, don't go in that cupboard because it'll just pour out. And it's the same this morning. We're looking at a church that had a heap of issues. Looking at a church that under the surface had a heap of things going on, some deep brokenness. My encouragement for this whole series as was Ian's encouragement last week, is we're not doing this series one because we think it's not a plot. The board haven't sat around and said, these are the issues in our church, we need to address them. No. But my suspicion is some of these issues will be the case for your life in some way or another. You have a couple of options when you hear those issues. You can pray for the person beside you and pray that their issues are solved. You can deflect and go, what a lovely message. I hope whoever needed to receive that would receive that this morning. Or you can open that cupboard and you go, there's some stuff I've shoved in there and you can let the Holy Spirit address it this morning. They're the three options. I, through this series, am going to ask the Holy Spirit to address the things in me that come up, that are bubbling up. It may not be as extreme. It may not be incest as we're going to look by the way, we are going to look at sex next week and so if you've got kids coming in, it's not going to be outrageous, but think of it as an, it's an M, an M movie. Um, that's probably a good rating. We're not going to go MA or R discussions, but it'll be an M discussion. So if you've got kids coming, either in there or just think about that as well. I just want you to know, not be surprised. Um, but what's it for you? Lift up the rug and check. Don't just sweep it under. Open that cupboard, open the garage, look under the bed. What have you shoved in there as we look through here? Because um, it can feel a bit, it can hurt. It can bring up stuff. But the Holy Spirit wants to deal with that. We're going to talk about that this morning. But let me, um, let me kick us off with the Word of God. So 1 Corinthians 1. Bit of scripture here today. You can follow along with your Bible on the screen or you can just listen. 1 Corinthians 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Senthens to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with those everywhere who call on the name 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. Their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, thanksgiving. What a way to open a letter. We're on a mission. It's not just this church, it's every church. Let's go for it. I thank God for that. That's the way Paul's opening. Beautiful. And then he goes into thanksgiving. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him you are being enriched in every way. With all kinds of speech and with all kinds of knowledge, God thus confirming our testimony in Christ among you. I love that. James talked about Jesus' testimony is confirmed in his resurrection. Our testimony is confirmed in what Christ is doing in us. The cupboards he's cleaning out. The garages he's getting in there and changing and transforming. Not because we're perfect, but we're forming and changing and growing. That's the testimony of Christ among us. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you've eagerly waited for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you'll be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. He starts with his togetherness. He starts with thankfulness. He starts with the mission of Christ, reminding them we're doing this together Way before he starts to talk about the issues, he's still thankful because we have grace. We have a chance to change. We have a mission to do. Love it. It's not just a list of things where they've been disobedient. This is an encouragement to jump on board to this growing mission that God has been on since the start of time, to redeem and love people and send spiritual gifts, a royal priesthood, Witnesses. He's saying, come on back. And here are a couple of things that are stopping that fruitfulness, stopping that effectiveness. Let me keep reading as we head in. 1 Corinthians 1, 10, 17. Let me keep going. Here we go. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there is no divisions among you but that you are perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers and sisters, some of Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this one of you will say, I follow Paul. Another will say, I follow Paulus. Another will say, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Talking about himself in the third person. Were you baptised in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptise any of you except Christmas and Galaeus, so that no one can say that you were baptised in my name. I love this little brackets. Yeah, I did also baptise the house of Stephanus. Beyond that, I love this, I don't remember if I baptised anyone else. <laughs> I really like that. It just reminds me a bit of me. I hope I never forget who I baptised. But I love that even Paul goes, I think I, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anyone else. That's a pretty big deal to forget. <laughs> I'd like to think I remember all the people I baptised. But Paul, probably a few more people than I have. So, yeah, maybe he can forget some. But for Christ did not send me to baptise, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross be emptied of its power. I want to talk about division this morning again let me say this there is no we're not it's not a passive way to address some division i think is in this church i think at the moment this church is quite peaceful but again 
We all have things in that cupboard that we've shoved in there. Maybe it was a previous church. Maybe it was a hurt. Maybe you don't think churches or you have a problem with division. Maybe you think the world doesn't have a problem with provision, division. Uh, if that's the case, I encourage you over morning tea to bring up your political view. Have you had the COVID jab or not and what you think about it? I want you to bring up the topic of gender and then tell me there's no divide in our world. <laughs> Massive division. Our world loves division at the moment. And unfortunately, it does enter the church. I want to show you something. Picture. 40,000 of them, current denominations across the world. 40,000 denominations currently and growing. So if you're sitting there going, I don't know what you're talking about in terms of church division, <laughs> just think again, maybe. We, we're pretty good at it sometimes. We differ on a view and then we split. We differ on a personality. We differ on many things. We're going to look through those things. And so I'm not guilting or shaming us this morning. Just open the cupboard. I know some of your stories. I know some of you have stepped back into church. And the reason you stepped out is not because Jesus wasn't awesome. It's because of division, hurt. I know some of you are carrying even from the history here. We're not a perfect church. There's been division, there's been hurt. If you're carrying that, this is the time, this is the series. Just open that up. I want to speak about under the surface this morning. Again, there's no passive agenda. There's not something I strictly need to address other than what you are holding on to at the moment and a chance to give it to God because we're all broken. The world is excellent at division and to be honest, churches can be pretty good at it too. Let me continue into chapter 3 and then we're going to look at three things I just want to address this morning that can help us address and move forward from any division or anything we're holding on to. So 1 Corinthians 3. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly. So he's throwing some shade here. He's having a dig at him. He's saying, actually, your division makes you look like the rest of the world, which is divided. Mere infants in Christ. He's calling them children. I gave you milk when he planted that church, not solid food for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready. It's a nice way of saying grow up. You are still worldly. For since then, there is jealousy and quarreling among you. Are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? I love that because the opposing thing is not acting like mere humans. Filled with the Spirit. For one says, I follow Paul. Again, he says, another follows Apollos. Are you, were they not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe. As a Lord has assigned to each of his tasks. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, and God has made it grow. So neither one of them who plants the one or waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants, the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are, I love this, this is us, co-workers in Christ's service. You are God's field, God's building. That's us. Continues, by the grace God has given me, 
I laid a foundation as a wise builder. Foundation was set and someone else built on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that's already laid. The foundation is what? Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on the foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work sure will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If, turned, if burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but will be saved even though only as escaping those flames. So, so even if you do stuff it up, there's forgiveness. You still escape the flames, he says. But it will be a loss to just build things of gold and silver, of worldly wealth, but not build what he's looking to build, his kingdom. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you are together at the temple. Do not declare yourselves, any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age. You should become fools so that you should may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. We're going to keep look at that a bit more next week. Love that little line. It is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Paulus or Cephas, the world of life or death or in present or future. All are yours and you are of Christ and Christ is of God. Fair bit of scripture there this morning. Love you. I sent out an email this week with a reading plan. Love you to read back over that. I don't pretend we're going to cover all of that this morning. Love you to be studying together in small tables. Love you to be reading that in your quiet times. Asking God before you open and as you close, is there anything he encourages you with? But this morning, I'd just love to encourage us with three things. Three things out of this scripture that I think we need to consider and dig a little bit deeper. And I'm going to do some repetition. My first line, I want you all to repeat. My first point is it's not about Steve. Ready? All right. We'll do, I didn't say the together bit. That's my fault. Three, two, one. It's not about Steve. Well done. If Paul can talk about himself in a third person, I will too. I don't pretend that, that I know of that anyone here is necessarily following me or walking around the shops going, I follow Steve Gray. I'm not pretending that, but it's an example of your current leadership. And so you may not be saying that about Steve, but we all are designed to worship. We're designed to worship. Christian or not Christian, we are designed to put people on pedestals. The people of this time... Ian talked last week, had this female deity picture. They worshipped her. We, we're designed to worship. One of my favourite stories of human brokenness, it's not a great story of the humans, but Moses goes up the mountain for a moment, it feels like, to get the Ten Commandments to talk with God. <laughs> and as he comes down, they've already built a golden calf to worship. We think we're so distant from that, but we're, we're not. We just have very fancy golden calves. We're designed to worship. And so 
if we're not feeling connected with Jesus, if he's not agreeing with our opinion, if he's trying to open one of those cupboard doors and we don't want him to, then we'll find someone that agrees with us to worship. We'll find something else to worship. They have the Holy Spirit. They have the guidance. They have Jesus. They have the proven king. But it doesn't allow them control. It doesn't let them be lazy. And in their immaturity and ultimately control, they start making it about Apollo or Paul. They start making it about people. The church in 2023 is my belief, 100% does the same thing. Again, not having a go at this church, and I know you're not walking around necessary Stocklands going, I follow Steve Gray. But it's not about Steve. But I do hear, and these aren't bad people either, I do hear, oh, I've been listening to Francis Chen. Man, he brings the word. I, I listen to Francis Chen too. Again, these, oh, I really like Mark Sayers. Or for me, I really like a preacher called John Mark Comer. Man, he just has it. I f- love what he says. Read all his books. Or for different generations there, I really love David Jeremiah. I could just listen to him. Good people. Good people. Not even listen to them. Just be careful where we're putting their thoughts on the pedestal. Are we following John Mark Comer or are we following... Jesus. Are we following David Jeremiah or are we following Jesus? In the world, it's Elon Musk, Matt Wallace, Trump, Biden. We saw America turn into a frenzy of putting these guys on pedestals like they were their God. Trump coughed into a mic and there was a whole community going, I think that's a sign from God. They just put them up. They're just men. Very broken men, both. In a more subtle way on the Gold Coast, the fitness guru, the thought leader. Even more subtle, that loud, opinionated friend at church. It's amazing how many churches, and I had the privilege, I worked for Church Christ Queensland for a season there, so I got to see and hear some of the churches, but I know this is true for nearly every denomination. It's amazing how many churches have a leadership team, but they're just the leadership team on paper. The real leadership team of some churches was the people that allowed 10 minutes after the service. Oh, did you hear what he said? Did you hear this? Oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like this. Meet so many churches that have their leadership team and then they have their real leadership team, the people that are just too loud for their own good. Got lots of opinions and they're running the church. Sometimes they're good people. I'm not, again, not evil, not bad. It's just, are we putting them on pedestals? Who are we looking to? Just because they're loud doesn't mean they're right. Take it from someone that's loud. (laughs) Not always right. I didn't hear an amen from Mez and I remembered. She's out there, so otherwise I would have heard amen. Just because I'm loud doesn't mean I'm right all the time. (laughs) None of this is evil. But let me explain, probably the best way I can explain this to bring this one point home is a couple of years ago, people leave churches, people come to church. It's part of it. As a young leader, I've had to learn that lesson. Um, it hurts though, it's family. It's not, that's not to make you feel guilty. It's not, 
God calls us into different seasons. But there's one particular person that left here a couple of years ago. I'm not looking for you to quickly try to guess. We've had different people leave, different people come. But this one particularly just stung more than others. I mean, if you left, it'd really sting. Know that. No, no, all of you. No, 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 no. Um, no, this particular person just stung. We'd built quite a relationship and it just stung. They weren't doing anything wrong. It just stung. And I rang my mentor um, and I was, I was upset. I was upset. I was second-guessing my leadership. Just for the morning, just second-guessing if I was doing the right thing, second-guessing if I... This is, and this is all just my stuff. It's not every day. It was just this particular day. I was just going, am I meant to do this? And it really hurt. And this person... This mentor, this wise my mentor, said, perhaps, and I needed this, he goes, perhaps you put more faith, misplaced your faith in that person instead of Jesus. I was like, ow, that's correct. I put all my eggs in the basket. I put that person on a pedestal. But the person that will never leave, the person that will never let me down, this person didn't even do anything wrong, it just hurt, is Jesus. That's my main point today. Everybody, it's not about Steve. Have we forgotten we're repeating? Sorry. It's not about Steve. (laughs) It's about Jesus and his kingship. It's about Jesus and his kingship. Second rep. It's about about Jesus. We're going to talk more about how to practically do this, but it's about Jesus, his kingship. He's the one that won't let you down. He's the one that backed up his words. He's the leader we follow. As nice and eloquent as other preachers may be, book writers, teachers, gurus, he's the king. And we're united under that. Second thing I want you to say, it's not about the method. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Not about the method. I might stop the repeating thing. <laughs> Uh, oh, we'll decide. We'll decide. Third, I've only got one more after this, so we'll see. <laughs> Continuing on, the next in challenge, challenge from this letter, and I want to just read 1 Corinthians one thirteen, just a little bit here again. Is Christ divided? Was cru- Paul crucified for you? Were you baptised in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptise you any except, and again, Paul goes on, Crispus and Goliath, so that no one can say that you were baptised in my name. Yes, I also baptised the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptised anyone else. Paul saying, you thought you'd made baptism, you thought it was about the action of baptism and who baptised who. That's cool. Baptism is an incredible thing that we highly encourage everyone to do because Jesus asked us to do it. So don't hear me take away from baptism. But baptism is only amazing because of what it represents and what God is doing in that person. Baptism is only amazing because God gives us life. Otherwise, it's just a big pool of water that we're soaking you in. It's not about the method. It's not about the method. Communion, love it, but it's only amazing because of what Jesus did. That's what gives it the power. Worship songs, they're only amazing because we're reflecting on an amazing God. Other than that, it's just music and music preference. Amen? 
so much division around the method. You know, Church of Christ, if you don't know your history, and I don't expect you to because we've got lots of denominations that have come together in this church, but Churches of Christ, I love where they started. Started from a couple of Presbyterian ministers in the States that went, hey, we made it all about the bells and the smells. We've made church all about the method. Let's bring it together, bring it back. They said, we'll never become a denomination. <laughs> they didn't get that far. <laughs> they became a denomination a couple of hundred years later. And they said, let's just be a church of Christ. That's where we started. Love that. And so they said, two things we're going to take seriously, communion and baptism. Why? Because Jesus said to do them. Fast forward, and I've been to baptisms not here again, don't look. I've been to baptisms where I've seen someone get up and make sure and complain because some of the hair was hanging out of the water because they weren't fully submerged. <laughs> we made the method and we took it to the end. I'm not joking. That's a real complaint that that hair is not going to be saved and that person's going to have this bald spot in heaven. It's... I understand, I understand though, right? We love these methods. We love these eras. We do this all the time. It's not just our older. We do it every age. We got saved somewhere. We had the best era. We, we, we did this and then we think that's the only way church can happen. We got saved at Boys Brigade and so therefore every church needs a Boys Brigade. We got saved at a night service so therefore every church needs a night service. It's a real problem because I re recommitted my life in an apartment in Toronto on tour with a rock band. I don't know how we, <laughs> don't know how we replicate that Sunday night. Probably had a beer in my hand. Don't know how we replicate that Sunday night. It's not about that. What makes those moments powerful is Jesus. It's not the method. It's the mission. It's not the method. It's the mission. I was having a little bit of a joke with Nicole as she chose songs this week. She goes, division? Well, worship never has division. It was a, it was a joke because it's probably the most divisive because we love our style, we love our songs, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as we just know it's just a method, it's just a style, it's God who makes it amazing. It's God who's worthy of our worship. Amen? I have favourite songs. I get it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not about the style. It's about the God we worship. So it's not about the method. Method brings so much division. Paul instead says, I forgot who I baptised. He's not saying baptism isn't important because he's doing it, right? He's baptising people. It's important. But he goes, you've made it about a whole different thing. It was meant to be about celebrating and a testimony of death and resurrection. And it is beautiful. And how good was Easter? Amen. Jane and Morrow, if you didn't know, they got baptised. And it was incredible. But what made it incredible is God's formation and God's invasion and invitation into Jane and Morrow's life. So it's not about the method. It's about Jesus' mission, his kingdom. I think that's the next slide, boys. Beautiful. It's about Jesus' mission, his kingdom. Good to remember, hey... I'm not getting exactly what I want. I don't like this. 
What's God's mission at play? Some of you I know couldn't think of anything worse than spending a week with Lockie. No, it's not about Lockie. Lockie's the good part. But going to that concert with 200 kids jumping up and down. I know some of you, hopefully you don't have to because you've been in the kitchen helping him out. But I know you, as you watch that, I bet some of you privately went, that might be hell on earth for me right now. I couldn't stand the loud music. But for those kids, it's life-changing because Jesus turns up. Amen? And you'll be in the kitchen anyway helping him out. So church will be empty because we'll all be at the kitchen helping Lockie's, not Lockie's camp, God's camp, Lockie just helps. His kingdom. It's not about the method. Okay, final one as I bring this home today. It's not about you. Everybody say, I will, I'll get you to do it. It's not about you. Let's change it because it doesn't feel, I feel accused there. It's not about me. Let's do that. It's That's right. It's not. It's not about you. <laughs> the world is obsessed with ourselves. Our individualistic world is obsessed with what I bring, my well-being, my rights. My, these are good things, but we're just obsessed. My opinion needs to be heard on social media. My home that I build my fence around, that I get into my car and open the garage and don't have to see anyone until I get to my work or my place. My kids, my kids' needs, my bank account, me, 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 me. Some will say it's got worse. I don't agree. I just think we've got worse at hiding it as a society. Always got in that cupboard under the bed bubbling up, me, 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 me. These guys in Corinthians had turned to church, a temple that prostitutes at the temple. That was church at the temple. Not in the church in Corinth, but that was what was happening in the world at that time. Me, me, me. That world was extremely selfish, destructive. It said in the actual church that some would come and eat communion before anyone got a chance. Some would take too much. Some were getting wasted, drunk, at communion, overeating, and then the poor probably always, it's always the poor, would come in and they wouldn't get any. Me, 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 me. This is a hard one, though, I reckon. It's so entrenched in our world. We're so broken with this stuff. Oh, at least I am. So easy to put me on the pedestal myself and go, what's my needs first? What's my method? What do I want? Especially when the world's sermon is great. You do you. But his invitation, Paul's invitation to all of us is actually it's not about you, it's about Jesus with us and participating with him. I think that's, it's about the spirit in us. It's about kingdom participation. Yes, he has saved you. Yes, he, if you were the only person on the earth that tells us he would still save you. He loves you. He knows you. He's individually gifted you. As he says, some plant, some grow, some, all of us are different. Difference isn't division. We're all different. That's why we're different parts of the body. Don't ever think it's all, don't ever think this early church was going on a count of three. What's your favourite colour? One, two, blue. They, were, they all had different favourite colours. They had different giftings. Difference is not division. It's when we say, hey, but my opinion, 
My difference is the most important. And we're unable to wrestle it out, discuss, talk about it under the king, who is Jesus, working in his kingdom together. Amen? So I just, the invitation this morning is simplistic but profound. As you reflect back on who you're looking at at the moment, who do you go to advice? Who's your hero? It's good to have mentors, I'm not saying that, but who have you put on a pedestal as a model for your life? Maybe it's some parents that you thought you could never live up to or you're trying to live up to. Maybe it's the loudest person in your church or another community and you're like, everything they say, I have to do. I know for parents, it's so hard to see other parents. Other parents, oh, other parents coming up to us. We've enrolled our kids in 42 different types of sports. And then we may go home and get in the car and go, oh, we're only doing one. Are we doing all right? So easy to make other parents. Oh, those kids are so well behaved for those 10 minutes I saw them at church. My kids are talking back to me. What are we doing wrong? And those kids might be just weird kids and they might behave all the time. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Good for them. (laughs) I was going to say, the Roberters can have those kids. That's why I'm saying that. That's like, only, yeah, that's right. Um, But it's so, it's, um, sorry, I'm distracted by my own sense of humour. Um, We compare, we put other people on the pedestal. Who are you doing that to? And let me ask you, is it Jesus? Second thing, your method. Are you sitting here greeting your teeth today because something didn't do right or they don't, something doesn't do, I don't know, there's not enough of this or not enough of that, not just in church but in your life. Is it always someone else's method that's frustrating you? They should be handing out tracts. They should be doing this. They should be doing this. Not just church. Or is it God's mission? Have you stopped and said, not what does Steve think? Not does what the person think beside you. What do you have for me today, God? Even though it's a tough drive up the mountain, do you, have you called me to go help and serve in a kitchen at a youth camp? Even though I may have never done that before. And I'm not saying that's necessarily what he wants. It might be. Very good chance. What does he want? What's his mission today? I was laughing with a lady, Judy. I was laughing with Judy and Bev this week. They were... big part with a previous pastor about handing out the Jesus video. Fantastic ministry. Changed so many lives. God was 100% in that movie. They go around and they get it out there, the Jesus video, the message video. Can you imagine today if I said, all right, take this VHS and let's get out there? No, we'd probably share the Chosen app or we'd find the YouTube video link. Profound then, profound now, because Jesus is a part of it. And we've got people like Judy participating. Is he your king? Are you living in his kingdom? And is this a we together, compromising, wrestling? Church, if we can actually open the cupboard door and let that out, and let the Holy Spirit, because we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this without the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this without the Holy Spirit getting under the bed, getting in the cupboard. We cannot do this with the Holy Spirit cleaning house, knowing we're forgiven, we're loved, and that we're together on this mission. Amen? I'm going to pray. We're going to play. 
We skipped a song today, didn't we? We're going to play a song that I intentionally skipped. It's a bit of an item. And I'm going to get us just to sit in that in a moment and reflect on those things. And then we're going to play one more song that we can sing together. And during that song we can sing together, if you'd like to come down for prayer, we'd love to pray for you. If you've been shoving some stuff in the cupboard, some division, some method, and you need to let it out, you need to get it out, and you go clear it out, and I want God to be the good and beautiful king. After all, he knows what's best. It's not a scary thing. As Paul said, this is a phenomenal thing to be a part of. It's the best thing to be a part of. It's the best way to live life. It's the best mission to be on. It's both good now and eternally, and if you'd like to come and accept that or renew yourself with that, then I'd like to invite you down the front. Jono and Sarah are down here. Got James down here. We'd love to pray for you. And so let me say that again. We're just going to play a song this morning, an item. It's a fairly new song, so you might just want to listen. And then we're going to play one more song together and stand and worship God. Please come on down for prayer, and then we'll probably head out after that. Let me pray as you start playing, Nicole. Father, division isn't a fun thing to talk about, but I just pray right now if there is hurt, if deep in our, if deep, deep, deep behind our expression or behind what we're showing, we're actually really upset, really angry at God, really hurt by God, really hurt by people, really angry at people, then may your spirit come now. It's been here all along, but let us recognise its presence now and let it clear out. Let it clear out those cupboards. Let it clear under the bed. Let it clear the things we've been holding back. And let's be refreshed. Move on as a church that is just about His kingship, His kingdom, and doing it together. In Jesus' name, amen.